As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Gwen and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential, the podcast where we talk to the best and brightest of Hollywood Glam Squad members. We are talking the makeup artists to the stars, the hairstylists, the manicurists and facialists, And of course, the people who bring the best and the brightest products directly to the stars. Travis, how are you doing today? I've got my cohort, my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Hello, Gwen. I am feeling good, feeling beautiful, feeling ready for some Hollywood secrets. I know that you probably get the most out of these Hollywood secrets than anybody because you're a beauty junkie. Yeah, I love it. Give me it all. You put it all to good use. Well, you know, Trav, I've known you for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And while I know that you are a unicorn among humans, just (laughs) pure (laughs) rainbows and ice cream cones in human form, I know this all to be true. But what I don't know for fact is how old you are, because you've actually done a really good job (laughs) of actually... You're just, you are one of those humans who's totally ageless. Thank you. Thank you, Botox Cosmetic and all the Allergan products. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the funny thing is that it's like, there's a real thing happening right now. Like we saw a lot. I think it started in lockdown when people weren't able to color their hair. But since then, there's actually been a really big gray hair movement not because people can't color their hair because now they can, but because I think everybody saw what they looked like and they were kinds of like, I don't need to hide from my real age. I love how I look as I am. Yeah, a lot more push to natural in whatever way that affected people, whether it's gray hair, whether it's skin color, whether it's all the things that we've been doing every day, whether it's your nails. And they're like, I sort of am feeling this part of my body natural. You know, not everyone, but like, you know, one part can go natural. And we're like, they'll keep that cute. Totally. Totally. It's true. Because, you know, it's like, you know, I, I mix and match all my, I do my zip device. I do my Shani Dorden vibrational tool. I certainly, you know, see Dara Leota to get some injections here and there and Dendi Engelman to hit a laser every now and then. But, you know, it's like in terms of aging gracefully, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would ever go under the knife. And I think that it's really about just embracing kinds of like what you have. And I think it's, it's okay to face aging as you wish, whether you want to mm-hmm. be somebody who's, you know, 
going to have a lot of intervention or you're just kind of letting it all hang out. But the important message is that it's really, you know, what's beautiful is who you are and what you project to the world, right? Yeah, it's the inner light. You can do anything to your face. You can shine it up. But if your inner light is not radiating, it's not going to do its job. And it's so much less important that skin level deep versus that inner radiance that so many amazing celebrities we talk about here and you, you know, have. You got to protect, project that good stuff. Exactly. Well, we have got an amazing special guest today. And she's someone who personally has always rated that, radiated that inner light for me and to the world, but also she started out in the beauty world having a very small skincare salon in New York City that then became the brand Bliss, Bliss Cosmetics, which I think was one of the first brands to kind of like take this tongue in cheek approach to beauty in general. Yeah. And, you know, she's had many, many companies and we're going to talk about all that. Now she is the um, creator of Beauty Pie Cosmetics, the first brand to truly democratize beauty. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But we she love Beauty is Pie. Like really one of my sheroes, Miss Marcia Kilgore. Hello. Hey, Gwen. Drum roll. Travis. Travis, I do think you're ageless. And Gwen, I think you have radiation of inner light. <laughs> thank you. you for having me. Oh, thank my God. We're much. so happy to have you. You know, I'm so happy to be here. Give our, our listeners just a really quick primer on Beauty Pie and what it is, because like, you've been on the show before. We have like extensively gone into it, but we have a bunch of new listeners. So just like really quickly explain why Beauty Pie is so cool and so different than anything that's out there. When Beauty Pie is the best. We go <laughs> to the best labs all around the world. We get the best products with the best ingredients and we bring them to our members at the best prices. That's it. Everything is super high quality and a very, very low affordable price. And we do it by eliminating the middleman and, and by eliminating the crazy retailer markups. So, you know, in the beauty industry, sometimes if a product costs like $2 to make, it often will retail for 20 or 30 And most of that just comes from the markups along the regular beauty industry kind of old, you know, supply chain. And I realized a few years ago after I finished um, with one of the businesses that I created that that was ridiculous. And even I didn't want to shop like that anymore. I found myself at a shelf trying to buy moisturizer and I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't pay it because I knew how much it really cost to make that moisturizer. And I have this little black book of all the best labs in the world that I've worked with for 20 five years, maybe 30. <laughs> I'm aging myself there. We don't know how old Travis was. Probably not born. Probably was not born when I have bliss, but it's been that it's long. Deceptive. It's deceptive. It's deceptive because he's a okay. beauty junkie. I sure was. I picked up that tan for all seasons right when I hit the oh. shelf. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good pun. Well, I love, um, like there's an eyeliner from Beauty Pie that I've used that I am quite certain is exactly the same formula as a very high prestige brand of eyeliner that I always loved. But in terms of Beauty Pie skincare, you know, you bring something to the party that many other beauty company product formulators don't don't bring, which is that you understand skin in a way that's, you know, really deep. 
you get my pun there? I did. That was a great See what I did there? See what I did? I did. It was amazing. You're right. You're right. I have been formulating beauty products, and I know all the ingredients that go into them, and I know what levels they need. It's like being a chef, right? Um, And if you're a chef for a really, really long time, you just get better and better at it. And I think what happens in a lot of businesses and in a lot of companies that the people doing the product development eventually get promoted into, you know, marketing or (laughs) management, whereas I'm still doing it. So I love working with the labs and I know who all the good chemists are. I've followed them around for years. I know where the best labs are, who the best raw ingredients suppliers are. So I still put them together. And uh, and the great part about doing it for beauty products, we don't have to have a cost of goods target, which is another part of the industry where, you know, you, you build the product to cost 8% of what the retail price will be. And you never can go over that. But at Beauty Pie, we never think about that. We just plow a whole bunch of really active ingredients into anything that is going to work on a particular part of the body or face and, and try and make the very most uh, efficacious product possible. And it still comes in uh, for a screaming deal. Um, but but it's, it's a lot of expertise and a lot of uh, know-how from so many years of doing it. Love. You, now, you can, what is you can feel that too. The last time you we were on our podcast, and I got a serum <laughs> and a moisturizer from there. I will not call out the brand that it felt like, but it was much <laughs> more expensive than the Beauty Pie. Did the exact same things. Wore on my face the same. I mean, really, really great. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is, we also we don't dupe, right? So people will say, "Oh, well, do you have a dupe for this or dupe for that?" and we don't work that way. So normally what we'll do is go to a lab and they, they will present you very often with kind of these starter textures. And you might really love the way a texture feels, but then what you do is, and they might present it to you with a little tiny bit of active ingredients in it. And some companies just take them that way and then put their, their jar on it and their box on it, and then they sell them for a huge markup. Um, we very often will go in and say, hmm, you know what? I don't want 0.1% of this. I want 4% of this. I don't want 0.05% of this. I want two full percentages of that because that's where it really starts to work. So we might have some things that feel the same, but they're going to perform. I mean, I don't know anything on the market that performs as well as a beauty pie product. Um, and, and that makes me happy every day. I just want it to be the best, right? And everything on my shelf is a beauty pie product. And that kind of tells you, um, you know, how good they are because I'm not looking anywhere. I'm not looking sideways to try <laughs> anything else out really. Cause I don't have to. Now, what is your feeling Marcia on this kind of aging gracefully beauty moment that we're in, in society? I, I am obsessed with Paulina Portskova and I've noticed you and Paulina having this back and forth conversation on Instagram about aging gracefully. And Paulina, I love her hashtag of somewhere between Sofia Vergara and Betty White. I totally relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I think, listen, I think it's amazing. I think that there's so many women who know how to take care of themselves, have avoided the sun, are really, you know, healthy eaters. They've paid attention to their diet. They're taking supplements. They work out just as hard as they did when they were 20. And they're now in their 50s and 60s. And why shouldn't they look great? Why shouldn't they be sexy? And why shouldn't, you know, no one says you have to get a mushroom bowl haircut just because you passed 40. (laughs) It's so different now right and uh and women just really are more comfortable in their own skin and she looks hot 
Oh, gorgeous. Her body. Come on. Oh, my God. I mean, face, body, everything. Did well, she you just posted the LA magazine. That was so crazy. And she posted the unretouched version of it. It's a nude. She posted an unretouched nude on Instagram. And I was like, yeah. everybody should have the courage to do that. But also, she's got that body. So, you know. Yeah, and she her. works hard for that body. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's got good genetics there, right? That, that skull shape yeah. is also amazing. Yes. I, you know, it's tough to wrinkle on that skull shape. I mean, everything's held up by the bones, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever it is, she's, you know, she's been dealt a few great cards and she's yeah. also really brilliant. And I think it's a great platform for her uh, Instagram and, and social media to just discuss something that nobody has discussed, you know, at, at length and really gotten into your face. And I think she's, She's in a particular um, position as a celebrity who people really look up to to have these conversations. And it's really nice that she's not embarrassed or hiding away. And she's just out there saying, this is who I am. This is what I look like. And why can't I be sexy? And I think it's great. Now, do you think that as women age, they tend to use more or less beauty products? Like, do you think that most women just like throw in the towel? Or are they? God no. no. I mean, I certainly hope not. I think that we—it's our job to make sure that they are, you know, not throwing in the towel. No, they're absolutely not throwing in the towel. And this is—we're actually working on full body size, like you know, full body retinol cream. Love it, yeah. Bring it <laughs> because we know what works right for our face and our neck, and we need like large versions of that for our entire bodies. I, I have actually found at Beauty Pie, we have a lot of women who are probably, you know, 35 plus, right? Our, our customers are kind of 30 to 70. And what we find is they use a tremendous amount of skincare and they want that to be affordable. I think that's why they love us so much. So you can put on a serum and a drops and a retinol and a moisturizer and an eye cream and a neck cream and a spray and a this. And it really, you can afford all of it. You can afford right. it all every day. And otherwise you'd have to sell your house. exactly you can either have a mortgage or an anti-aging routine for real yeah and paulina actually the way i found her um we were i was cruising through instagram and there was this picture of her holding up one of our moisturizers the super healthy skin ultimate anti-aging cream and it was empty there was just like a little bit and i'm kind of looking through the bottom of it and i thought is that Is that what I think it is? And then she had this post about how it was her favorite moisturizer ever and blah, blah, blah. I almost passed out because you don't just like scroll through Instagram and see somebody saying that, especially somebody who was the Estee Lauder model for God knows how many years when she was younger. So, it's like hearing um, your song on the radio. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so exciting. So I DM'd her and then she DM'd me back. And then, and now she's sort of an unofficial ambassador, I guess. Um, she's, she's always talking about Beauty Pie and helping us recruit people and telling people how it works because obviously we're still, you know, we're still un- relatively unknown. We're kind of like that secret that lots of people know about, but a lot of people still haven't even heard of. So it's really great to have somebody like Paulina who's, you know, blabbing away about the benefits of being able to buy great moisturizer without all the markups. Totally. Yeah. Now, did you catch any pictures from the Dolce & Gabbana Alta Moda show in Venice that happened th- this past weekend? Did you see I, those pictures? Every celeb was there. I saw J-Lo, which has sort of been what has, you know, been all over my feet for some reason. I don't know if she was kind of the most spectacular, but she looked incredible. She's Helen always Mary looked incredible. Yes, yeah, she's always spectacular. 
J-Lo is 51 or 52. Yeah, she is 51. But let's discuss that for a second because J-Lo, who launched J-Lo Beauty last year, which is a beautiful line of skincare, gorgeous, she claims that that's all she uses. Mm. Now, can you get a jawline like J-Lo's with a moisturizer? (laughs) With a moisturizer that... You know, there's no retinol in these creams. The active ingredient, the main ingredient is olive oil. Mm. So can olive oil like firm and sculpt the jawline? I'm going to say no, Gwen. I'm going to say no. I'm really I'm going to say that something else might have been at play there. I'm going to just speculate that the olive oil, I have rubbed a lot of it on myself in the past and never, you know, didn't do much for the gravity, the anti-gravity effects. I mean, it does a lot for the quality of your skin. Like, you know, if you're someone who's going to, like Travis, run to the dermatologist for Botox and maybe a little bit of filler. And, you know, if, if, if you wanted a thread lift, which I haven't done because I have a very, my jawline wouldn't be able to support it that unforge. But, you know, if you were somebody who did things like that, the quality of your skin would hold so nicely around all that intervention if, you know, there was a lot if of you olive, had olive oil on it. Maybe. Mm, you know, no. <laughs> I know. You know, olive oil is great, but it's sort of, it's part, I suppose, the constituent parts of the barrier, right? So if you're doing barrier repair, olive oil will be one of those cholesterol, sphingolipids, fatty acids, and thermides, <laughs> but it's not actually going to do anything like a peptide or as our doctor. So we have a, a dermatologist who works with us and He's, oh, he's genius. Yeah, he's, he was so he genius. I was incredible. fascinated by him. He is like the ABCs of skincare, right? So he talks about the A being retinoids and the B being niacinamide and the C being vitamin C. And those are like the real things that you've everybody's got to have because those are what are going to make the biggest difference. But Cuchiol can send in for retinol. Peptides I found to be really good, you know, especially copper peptides. And some of the um, pentapeptides are really quite powerful also for yeah. anti-aging and plumping. But Olive oil. Right. Not, not Doesn't it just make you shiny? It makes you shiny. It's, it makes it's, shiny. it's very nourishing yeah. for the it salad. Makes you, it, really, it makes you good on toast. It's delicious on a salad. It's, it's it really like my favorite part of my salad dressing. I mean, consistency is really key with skincare, which is, you know, one reason why I love Beauty Pie because it is affordable. So you're able to actually like use these products twice a day, every day, which is what you need to see a difference. Well, you know, more from that Alta Moda show in Venice, every celeb was there. Sierra, Maria Bakalova, I mean, in magnificent gowns. And honestly, the person who I was most excited about was Helen Mirren, who was like an absolute goddess. So Helen Mirren, who's over 70, I mean, maybe even Mm -hmm. close to 75 at this point, Mm -hmm. she is sexy as hell. She is so, but she has always been really sexy, right? So even when she yeah. was in her 40s, remember, what was that show that she was on? It was like BBC something way long time ago. I mean, it must have been 25 years ago and she played a detective. Yeah. I even then know. she was lived sexy in London for all these years. So yes. But, but I, I remember it because actually it was when I was living in my East Village apartment. Oh. And it was <laughs> playing at the time that the Knicks were in the finals against the Bulls. Do you remember that year? <laughs> and Patrick Ewing, Ewing kind of like lost. It was a terrible year, but it was, I mean, that long ago, Helen Mirren was really sexy, but she was more masculine looking. I would say she's had maybe a little bit of work done, but it looks great. 
no, she looks fantastic. Now, she looks fantastic. Another incredible moment at that show is that Heidi Klum's daughter, Lenny, was in the show. Yeah. And Heidi Klum was just like a proud mama. And there is this really big trend right now, Heidi Klum and Lenny, Kate Moss and her daughter, Lila. Yeah. Um, you know, Margaret Cindy Crawford. Crawford and well, Cindy Crawford. So what do you think about this like generational beauty? You know, isn't it amazing that Jean Poole's passed down? <laughs> it is, but you know, what I find so interesting, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because like I grew up with those supermodels. So you, know, you love them, first... you think they're even more beautiful, right? Well, that's the thing. My first yeah. fashion show was Calvin Klein in the 90s and Kate Moss opened the show. And it was wow. like, it was just so exciting to me. But the thing is, is like, I look at these pairs. Yeah. And to me... Even the though the young, you know, the daughters are like young and kind of like exude youth. To me, I find the mothers more beautiful. Well, the, okay, not more beautiful. the mother is being like the hundred percent, right? Right. These supermodels and these people who were our icons when we were growing up and we looked up to as being these perfect models of beauty, they've They've mixed, <laughs> right? So they've mixed it up with some guy and they've got some other jeans in there and they may not have all of it. They've got half of it. So of course, if you look at Kaya, I mean, she's like a little mini me. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. She's totally. so pretty. Yeah. She's so much more delicate than Cindy was when yes. Cindy was that age. Cindy, and was, Cindy was like perfection. Right. And she's yeah. still and powerful. Is. Cindy was powerful. Right. Yeah. But yeah. this is the thing. Like, I really do believe that the experience and wisdom you get with age, it goes Makes back to beautiful. That, that inner light. It just yeah. goes back to that inner light. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's about confidence, isn't it? It's all it about is, and, it's, and women in their 40s and 50s are so different than in the 90s, what we thought of how women dress, how women looked, and beauty. Women in their 40s and 50s are now allowed to be sex sirens, you know, even into your 60s and 70s, like Helen Mirren. I don't think that that was the case in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, how about 100? Iris Apfel turned 100 yesterday, and I got to tell you... <laughs> Yeah, she looks so cool. amazing. She looks she amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And this my is mother. Lot of, oh my God, Gwen, your mother. Well, my mother is totally gorgeous, but my mother said something so funny yesterday. She was like, I think that Iris just strengthened her head and neck muscles so much by wearing all those necklaces <laughs> that that's why she's like standing tall at 100. Yes, for the posture. That's it. I'm going home and I'm going to put on some necklaces. <laughs> I totally. Well, Marcia, I know that you're pressed for time today because you are obviously the busiest lady in beauty. So thank oh, you so, so much guys. for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Thank Take you. care. Bye, guys. Love Bye. you. Bye. Love you. Travis, are you not obsessed with this conversation? What do you think? I, I really, really am. I'm so glad we finally got to have this conversation because, like I said before, women in their late years are hot and stunning now. And I don't know if it's whether they're allowed to be or modern medicine or just advances in over-the-counter <laughs> beauty of why it's like this. But it's such a beautiful thing that women are now desirable past 35 where in the 90s they were like oh we'll put you out to pasture you're <laughs> invisible but now that is completely not the case i love it i really do love it i mean i have to say it's like looking at heidi and lenny 
I mean, Lenny is just a beautiful young woman, like absolutely beautiful. But then you look at Heidi and it's like the, it's about zhuzh, right? It's about the zhuzh. I don't know that you naturally have zhuzh at 17 or 18. I don't know. I I mean, Kate Moss certainly did, but she She was, you know, an outlier. And I totally, I hadn't even noticed that, agree that the daughters are not... Um, making me want to buy the things like their mother. They're not an icon that I want to see myself walking down the runway like this, you know. And they're they're pretty and lovely, but they're not they're not opening or closing the show. You I know? just wonder how much social media in these young women's lives have contributed to mm. kind of like. Lack of flavor. Well, nobody comes to the table with this ultimate confidence anymore because I think it's kind of been beaten out of them by social yeah. media. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just a theory, but um, in no, any that's. Event- a, I mean, I I think that the, maybe there's a little bit of that because even back in the day, women had magazines and Vogue and Harper's Bazaar to sort of compare themselves to and get taken down a little bit, like we have on Instagram. But I think you're right. I think it's been fast forwarded, you know, turned up to a hundred miles per hour versus sixty now in terms of shaken confidence. It's really interesting. Now, did you know? that fans pointed out a wardrobe malfunction that J-Lo may have had at the Altamoda show. I saw the meme of like a Ross dress for less tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if you want to know the wardrobe malfunction that J-Lo had in Venice, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. And of course, you can also see all of the pictures from the show. Every single celebrity uh, was there. There were tons of them. Thank glamour. you so much for joining us for this episode of Glam Squad Confidential. We'll have a new one for you in a couple weeks. Please come back then. And until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for your daily celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next time, stay gorgeous. <laughs> 